Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. <laughs> we're uh, back, baby! That's right. That's right. We're back. It's the Schnitzel <laughs> Boys coming at ya. After an unexpected two-week hiatus due to traveling and due to terrible global pandemic-related diseases, we had to take a step away <laughs> from the limelight. And so much happened. But we're so back. So much happened. So much happened. we're here to happened. talk about it all. We're here that's to talk right. about it all. Bjorn, how you doing? Have you recovered? I'm good. I, I I survived the COVID. Ah, oh, you had COVID. I had the COVID. I had the COVID. Oh. Um, yeah. I and mean. I and I fear that a friend of mine who we were hanging out with, I think that's where you got it from. Maybe that's what, that was Maybe. your. Yeah, you told me that was. That's your my theory. theory. I don't know. And, and, and they they still have it. What they've been they've been doing it for three weeks. Isn't oh that crazy? my god! What? No, that's crazy. I mean, they're getting rid of it. It's on the tail end, but they still have the sniffles and stuff. And I'm like three because I left. So full story, I just did a recent big travel, right? And I hung out with you in New York, and was, that was, was lovely at the Kent lovely, Ale House. Beautiful Kent Ale House. That was three weeks ago now, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Ago, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's where it started for them. And literally, they're still sniffling and stuff. And I'm like, that was three weeks ago. Uh, and today, get this. Today, when I was in line at a sandwich shop in Griffith Park, a friend of mine was randomly talking about long COVID, which I'd never heard of before. Oh, yeah, yeah. People like to talk about that. Well, I don't. I've never. Long COVID. And then a guy right behind me is like, oh, I've had long COVID. I have it right now. And he was a really fit dude. But he's like... I, I, I got COVID a year ago, I had to go to the hospital before the thing. And, I, and ever since I've had fatigue, I have muscle aches, I have diabetes. He said COVID gave him diabetes. What? I, I never heard that before. He just talks about all these problems and how he just doesn't have the energy anymore. And, and he had COVID over a year ago and he's still feeling all these terrible effects. And it's like, wow, I never... I guess I didn't really realize that, you know, that's I mean? horrendous. Yeah, no, people uh, this that is a thing. People talk about it. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully knock on something not to scare you, my friend. You don't, I you know. Don't I really hope no. uh, I really hope that's not happening. I feel I I was not super sick. I um, I mean, do we want to it's such so boring. But like anyway, I have <laughs> Not to me, man. I, your your well being is important to me. I and we need to explain it. to the listeners why we were off for two weeks. What, that, no, that that's true. That's that true. Yeah. No, yeah. I was. I definitely. Um, yeah, especially that first, because that was like day. I think the first time we postponed, I was like day three of my. Right. Of my and I was definitely feeling it. You know, I had like my eye hurt re weirdly. My right eye hurt a little bit for the first couple of days. Like if I was on screens for too right. long like my right eye would really be uncomfortable and 
But in general, I was saying how this could be, in my case, it felt like a disease invented by Netflix because I felt completely fine uh, as long as I didn't try to do anything else other than like watch Ozark oh. or like just stream in my... I wish I still had my X-Files drop. <laughs> yeah, it was like... It was uh, because I felt I didn't feel sick when I was lying down. I was like, oh, I don't need to be lying down. But then when I tried to do anything else like work or or, you know, really be on the computer for any. T then I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of am sick. And then I would also for a for a couple days before everybody else got it anyway, I tried to camp out in the office and was like isolating, hoping to not infect anyone. That didn't really work in the end. But for the, for three days, I was kind of. Just hanging out. Did your family in this. get it? Did your family eventually, get it? eventually, almost all of them, except my daughter oh. Ella, she didn't get it. But Max good. and yeah, good genes, good genes, good genes. That's what she yeah. says. She says I'm built different. I was like, <laughs> all right, don't get too invested in that idea. Hopefully, hope you know, hope, hopefully it'll work. But um, yeah, so it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, um, so, so you heard it here first. It's called the Netflix disease. <laughs> yeah, Essentially, like, the only way to feel all better you had is to. Do, all you can do Ozark, is watch is fun. watch Ozark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How and, far did you get uh, Ozark, by the way? I got, uh, I got into of... I got into the beginning of season three. I had to take a break. That show is very stressful. Yeah, it's intense. It's I don't know like, if I got to season three. I got through to I think middle of season two, maybe. These people have a death wish. They just yeah. like I don't know. I'm just not. I guess I'm not a risk taker like that. I like the the idea of. You can be killed at work. It's like, no, I don't yeah. want that job then. <laughs> like, I'll oh, yeah, find I something else. Show called, I, <laughs> I, stream a Netflix, I stream the other Netflix show called Bjorn. And essentially it starts with you being offered uh, to money laundering. Just go, no, thank you. And you switch <laughs> yeah, careers. And you, you have a mild man career as a computer <laughs> like, programmer. No, I, I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'll out, just bye. do I'll just keep doing my TV thing, whatever. <laughs> Zero. No, no, no. My life is not at risk. Yeah, no, they, that's why they don't make. TV shows about me. Um, <laughs> because speaking of TV shows, by shit. the way, speaking of TV shows, by the way, I got I got a new TV show. It's the best TV show in the world, and it kind of segues into the other part of what we had to postpone, which is my crazy world travels. Your European vacation. Oh, I had my own National Lampoon's European vacation. It was so cool, Bjorn. And on my vacation. I flipped on the German television, oh. which is which is always a treat, which is always <laughs> a treat of whatever the heck they have on that thing. And I switched to the channel called D-Max, Deutschland Max, which is, I think, oh, a reality. It's one of the cable channels, a reality television. And I was watching a show called The Germinator is what it was called. It was oh, boy. Called the that Germinator. sounds amazing. It is 100% amazing. And this is the premise of the show. It is a German man. A big, bald German dude from Berlin. He's, he's the Germinator? He's the Germinator, and he's the sheriff of a small town in Texas called Hawkins, Texas. And this is a real sheriff and a real town, and the cameras follow him. It's like cops, but just him and all these Texan yokels, these small-town Texan yokels with their accents, be like, yeah, we'll come around, you know, and it's just the Germinator. And he speaks to the camera in German, and then everyone else is just dubbed. Uh, and I looked it up. It's only on German television. It's only on Daymax. And it's this German guy who's the sheriff of a small town. Shows him arresting people, giving speeding tickets. He's just the sheriff. He's the Germinator. That's amazing. This. And it's real. 
And and there's one episode where he goes to a barbecue and he has homemade ketchup. He makes rouladen, which is a very <laughs> German thing, you know. Texans don't know. How would you describe a roulade to an American audience? It's like Um Well, it's a uh well, it's there's the cabbage kind and the meat kind. Which one are we talking about? I'm thinking the meat because it's a barbecue, so it's like a meat kind. Uh, oh, and he actually um, don't barbecue yeah. it. I don't know if he was barbecuing Olan, but he was barbecuing something like that. And he was explaining what it was. It was just all these old Texan ladies just being like, oh, my, how delicious. Did you make your German potato salad? Oh, you know how much I love your German potato salad, you know. And I'm just like, where has this show been in my life? This is an amazing show. Why is this not in America? It. <laughs> it's not on American TV. I don't know what the problem is, dude. That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, for fans, go on YouTube. There are full episodes on YouTube. Oh, it's available Ger- on the internet. Oh, yeah, good. I think kind of elite, whatever. The Germinator. So that was my recommendation. That was That's your what find. I was that was that. So you were streaming Ozarks. I'm streaming The Germinator. All right, and I love it. Way more. Uh, you're way more cutting edge than <laughs> uh, than right. Ozarks. Uh, I was starting Ozark right after it finished. The the final season yeah it got canceled already it? out is it there uh, not- I think they I think it's not I don't think it's canceled I think they so, just finished the four seasons okay. yeah I think it ended so there is a conclusion All there's right, a so conclusion yeah everybody keeps saying how season four is a masterpiece and just incredible people uh-huh. are into it I got to get back on it I <laughs> love Breaking Bad and Ozarks is a great show if you liked Breaking Bad because it has I think well I I thought the 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 well, spoilers, I guess, are okay. Breaking Bad's been on for for a. Te- I mean, I think that yeah. I think the fact that that the that Walter White has terminal cancer makes it all a little what? more. Oh, that's in the pilot. Sorry, that's the first episode. <laughs> the fact right. that he has is terminally ill, I think, makes it more compelling. Makes this somehow more plausible. The idea right. of like, okay, he's going to turn his life upside down and do these things like it seems motivated by you know his impending right. impending death these people in ozark <laughs> they have no such no such yeah. excuses they're just it's miserable like, people they're just marriage they just uh they they like voluntarily kind of uh, descend into this into this world of of uh um you know, where like waterboarding is just part of your job, like getting tortured and like, it's like, yeah, you, you I know, don't know. You know, although I work for a finance firm, I really launder the money of a Colombian drug lord for some <laughs> reason, like, right? You know that, right? It's just sort of, uh, it's as one does, right? As, as one, one does. does. <laughs> Even though I'm sure I'd make more money just being a Chicago firm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason to it's, introduce the crime element. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, that's the big distinction I would make between Ozark and Breaking Bad. Like, disbelief definitely yeah. needs to be suspended aggressively. in Especially yeah. when you watch the, you know, like I did, like very back to back to back to back. Which I guess right. is the Netflix way in way. general. So, so it's not like, yeah, it's not like I'm unique in that. But uh, uh, there's just a lot, you know, like the pace at which they kill off characters, and like right. it's all just a little, it's all a little much. I, after season two, I had to I had to take a little break. But I, right. I will, I will finish it. I mean, obviously, it's a good, it's a very well made show. The cast is incredible. Everybody's very good and. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm just a wimp when it comes to fiction. I don't like to be stressed out by my entertainment. 
Yeah, to each their own. There's all sorts. Maybe the Germinator can help you out. Last I think thing the Germinator about, sounds like something I need to investigate for sure. Last thing I'll say about the Germinator, he lives in a trailer. <laughs> so this is a permanent arrangement or this is just for the sake of the show? When the show ends, he goes back to... Uh-oh, you're frozen. No, you're frozen. Okay, the broadcast. The broadcast is frozen. Stefan is, I, I, I'm sure he's still talking away and he just can't hear me. Yes, you did lose. He's texting me. Yes, you did lose connection. Yes, come back in. Let's see. Let's see if he returns. Anyway, we are, yes, Stefan. Oh, it's just me now. Stefan was in Europe, I'll let you tell him. I let him tell you he was in Germany, in England. He saw a bunch of soccer, uh, and we had no. We tried to have one show while he was in England, but that was the, the time difference was too was too much it was too much for us to overcome, and uh, <clears throat> so we postponed. But a lot of things happened. The Bundesliga is done. NYCFC, we this is this is going to be the Europe the Europe only uh, um, episode, which Stefan suggested, and I think that was just because he didn't want to talk about how good NYCFC has been lately. Nineteen points out of their last seven games, nineteen out of twenty-one. That was a very good run for them, but that's not what we're going to talk about when he comes back, because this is good. This is the Europe only episode, but I'm proudly wearing my. Uh, my t-shirt because the team has been good despite having to overcome a bunch of injuries and ccl being double scheduled uh, they've been they just came off of a a victory against chicago yesterday today we had the german relegation we'll talk about that in the end of the bundesliga season the felix magat derby today in the in the relegation playoff felix magat past and present that's something we'll talk about, and uh, Stefan will tell us all about his his trip down the wine, the wine country of Germany. He, he was in uh, he had a bunch of um, bunch of adult beverages of high quality. When he comes back, he will tell you. And uh, yeah, I don't have a lot to report other than my my bout my bout of COVID, which lasted i think i tested positive for like eight or nine days and uh, then it finally disappeared and it is kind of it still feels a little sensitive to exertion i'm a little bit more exhausted or a little bit less energetic than i normally am but uh i have it knock on wood i have not felt that bad. here he comes Sorry about he's that. back my internet just failed i don't know what happened I'll cut this part out. <laughs> I uh, well, I've I've been I've been rambling on. I've been saying how uh, you know this is uh, this is the uh, the Europe only episode. But I I was speculating right. that you suggested that only because you didn't want to talk about how how great NYCFC has been. So anyway, I've, I well, I just and, talked about and, that a little bit. Uh, well, I was going to say Inter Inter Miami <laughs> took really good care of my New York Red Bulls yesterday. It was a confident two <laughs> 0 win for them. So. Well done to those little efforts, but we had a pretty. <laughs> I want to say we tied over the weekend. Uh, I mean, yeah, honestly, against, I've been against little, Chicago, against I, Chicago, we a, which you were, which you were, you were three, very, three. you were very fortunate because Gaga Slodina had a had a had an off day in a big way because otherwise you would have lost that game as well. 
because he represented the United States. He chose to represent the United States. He chose to represent. He well, he announced official? that really at the worst possible time, considering he's really has not been good. I mean, he's a young player. Obviously, he's going to go through some ups and downs. And but this was like after probably his worst game as a pro. He made this big announcement. It's like, well, <laughs> does anyone want you to play for them currently? <laughs> well, the dude's got talent. I know he's a little young. I just hope he doesn't get hampered with the pressure because. Uh, all our goalkeepers are on the bench, and we need a goalkeeper. Gaga Solina might very well be our goalkeeper in November, man. I don't know. Never say never. No way. Uh, he hasn't even been – he didn't even get called in. I know, well, I know. I'm just saying never say never. You never know. The World Cup is a beast of its own, and several teams, including the United States, usually have those weird wild card players that get included right before the tournament start. And their only games, you know, are Julian Green, right? Like the only games are like the games they play. Right. Yeah, I mean, World it Cup, seems... And then it's just like... No, it's true. The latest roster was not super adventurous. I mean, he called in... Um, no. uh Haji he Wright. called in Haji Wright. That was big. And Joe Scally finally you're up. got a... Got Haji a, Wright, you're up! Haji <laughs> so you're Wright's right. getting his... Ch- I mean, the number you're nine up. spot is wide open, you know? Even <laughs> Brendan... scoring. Brendan Haji Vasquez Wright. almost got a call up. Well, Haji Wright used to play in Germany, used to play in Schalke, and that could that dude couldn't buy a goal. Like like he scored two goals for Schalke, and it was like they gave it to him on a silver platter. And even at, and it was because they were terribly injury ravaged. And even after that, I was like, I still don't have faith in this guy. But then he went to Turkey. Maybe he's a little bit of a better, well rounded player. We'll see. He's been scoring well in Turkey, um, and the Turkish league is a pretty decent league. Uh, a pretty, pretty high level, and uh, you know what I mean? He's an American who's scoring goals in Europe, so we'll put on that out. shirt yeah. and play that number nine, my Anybody, friend. Anybody, that up. spot, Pepe, Pepe didn't even get called in. He's, he's dropped He's dropped no. off the, the, the yeah. radar. And, yeah, uh, uh, yeah no, we're, we'll see. No Jimmy Sands. And all the all-sub, the all-backup goalkeeper lineup. It seems that's like right. that's, not a, that's not a problem for Greg. Nope, three bench none of these, <laughs> none of these guys are going to get a lot of time through for before the World Cup. So, and Bree yeah. Samba, the starting goalkeeper of Nottingham Forest. Oh, Nottingham keeping, Forest. Yeah, he was, was keeping, he crushed it. He had like five World Class saves. He, he's probably about to win Goalkeeper of the Year again. He <laughs> he's is about not to be the Championship Goalkeeper of the Year again. He so. ain't going anywhere, and they can yeah, yeah. and they can make it to the <laughs> they can make it to the Prem if they beat uh, Huddersfield on whenever that is Sunday Saturday, next Saturday Sunday. Or Saturday or Sunday Sunday, Sunday. Okay, I think it's considered the yeah. most expensive game in soccer or something. My uh, well, yeah, the most riding on it, right? The most yeah, riding. My, on my, it. my my my. I have a good friend. Uh, Shout out to Mark Face, and he's a Forest fan, and he's very excited. He's got the, he was uh, uh, showing me today. He's got a he's got a, a t shirt from the Nottingham Hooters that he's going to wear. Oh. I guess for the, it's like it's going to be a big not a jersey. The Hooters. Be a big, Hooters? <laughs> no, he's got a well because he grew up in Florida uh, in the same town where the original Hooters uh, originated. So he feels some he feels some connection uh, guess, to the oh, franchise. <laughs> I didn't know Hooters was a Floridian store. Oh yeah, but yeah. I, sh- I should have known that, right? It makes sense. It's not su- right. It doesn't. It, it doesn't surprise when one learns that fact. Yeah. So so we could do this episode a few different ways. We can do it. We we can do it. We, there's two things. A my trip. I'd love to dissect. I want to hear about that I a soccer trip. 
I'm wearing one of my many mementos I brought oh, back with me. Oh, nice. I'm wearing a Fulham Oh, the Clint Dempsey Fulham shirt. Yeah, you showed that to me. Yeah, very nice. That's right? That I bought. The, the twofer, Fulham. right? You got the twofer. I also Clint, got Brian McBride. Clint Dempsey, Brian McBride, twofer. Fulham twofer. Uh, Tim Ream? Did they I throw out a Tim Ream? You buy no, two, you get a free Tim Ream? No? No, no. That, they had, I had to pay for that. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Nobody's paying for Tim Ream, so I'm not going to pay for it either. Uh, but I love my Tim Ream. Yeah. Also, you know what they also had next to those two, those three shirts? They had a a, a Brede Hageland shirt. Do you know who that is? No. He was a Norwegian defender, center back for Fulham, and he's a Norwegian international or Norwegian player. Uh, however, he was born in Houston, Texas. Mm. Uh, I think his parents were just there on a research leave or something. So his shirt was right next to the other three. And the joke is he's like an honorary American as part of the full America deal because he was born in Texas. He's Texas born. Not too far from where the Germinator. Oh, uh, so you can get the forfer, the forfer deal. Get the forfer deal. Before but you didn't want like you didn't go, you went for no, no. Brian McBride and, and Dempsey the two legends for Fulham. Uh, Fair. So so let's start with my trip and then we'll talk about major events. We're, we had relegation playoff today. We had today the Magat the Magat Bowl. Magat Bowl. Felix Magat past and present. Felix Magat past and present bowl. Over the weekend we had a German team winning a European title. Over the weekend, we had a corporate German club beating the People's Club for a domestic title. Uh, we also had, last weekend, we had Stuttgart with Endo scoring in the stoppage. So we have a lot Pellegrino of stuff to talk about. Matarazzo saved himself Matarazzo. in the last second. Yes. But let's but talk start about, with Talk me. about your trip. Okay. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. So I hang out with you in New York. It was lovely. We watched what, – what, what game did we watch? We watched a great <clears> – um, it was uh, City. It was a Premier League game. It was oh, yeah, City, City against City against Leeds, oh, yeah, and uh, and there. and we also watched. Uh, it was a, there was a Bundesliga game too. Wolfsburg and uh, Hoffenheim, Leverkusen, Hoffenheim, Leverkusen, Hoffenheim. Yeah, Something like that. I don't remember. So I many. think we've had an episode since, so maybe we did talk about because we did have an episode a couple days later. But then I went to London, England, and I did two football related things in London, England. Well, I did three. First thing is I went to a local footy pub with a friend of a friend, and I watched Liverpool, uh, uh, Liverpool's Champions League game. However, mm. at the exact same time as Liverpool's Champions League game, uh, who did they eliminate in the semis? Remind me. It was it was the it was a, the Minnow Club Villarreal. Right? Uh, it was yeah. Villarreal. It was yeah, Liverpool Villarreal, and Liverpool had a great second half, and it was the second leg. But at the exact same time, a bunch of Bournemouth fans watching the Bournemouth game because oh, yeah, Bournemouth yeah. won promotion to the Prem. By beating uh, Forest. By beating Forest. So Forest isn't out, but Bournemouth were in and they were celebrating and it was a big deal and it was like time to celebrate. So that was the first yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I watched I watched that game at Smithfield in uh in Manhattan. Oh in twenty because of my because yeah. of my uh, forest friend Mark, yes. Nice. Was Grant Wall there? He's a usual. That's his usual stopping ground, apparently. I did not see him. No, but I went. I, I uh, uh, no, I know what he looks like. I would have probably. Found, no, he wasn't. I don't think he was there. Um, um, but that's his local water. He doesn't cover the sh- championship. No, but it was a great game. It was a lot of fun. Liverpool. It was fun to be in the atmosphere with all the Liverpoolian fans. It was so much fun. Uh, and then on Saturday, I went to Craven Cottage. 
the home of Fulham Football Club, and I did a tour of the stadium. And it was almost like playing English Premier League cosplay because we had to line up outside the stadium. We had to pretend to run on the field through the <laughs> through just like the players. Oh do. yeah! It was like, hey, this is fun. This is like freaking soccer fan. Cosplay. I did that. Uh, I did that at the Bayern, uh, uh, the Bayern stadium in Allianz Arena. They don't let you go on the field, but they let you go through oh. the tunnel and they play the champions league music and it does it 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 doesn't fail it does give you little goosebumps it's definitely a i know it's yeah. cool yeah it's very cool uh and then i went to the old stands they went in the locker room where they have tim ream and anthony robinson sitting right next to each other they put the two americans right next to each other mm. uh you know we got to see the so that the they can speak american with each other yeah yeah even though anthony robinson is you know essentially a british dude but you know to each their own jedi robinson uh, and then the the stadium was a beautiful little stadium right on the Thames, and what what they had once upon a time was a bar called McBride's, named after Brian McBride. Mm. Unfortunately, they that whole stand was torn down, and they're renovating it and made a nice big more modern stand right on the Thames. However, the 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 tour guide, the host, said although nothing's been officially announced, there's a good chance that in the new stand with the new bar, they might revive McBride's. So I'm hoping oh. that's true. There was a it Michael Jackson that, statue once upon a time. Tells that to the Americans. Yeah, he's lying. There's probably going to name it nothing. <laughs> Maybe they'll name it Reams. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Unlikely. there was a Michael Jackson statue in front of the stadium. They have removed that in 2014. Why? Oh, because, because of the of, Michael Jackson allegations. But why uh, did they have a statue there of him in the, the first owner, place? I don't remember the story. The owner was a fan or something. All I know mm. is for some reason there's a Michael Jack statue in front of Craven Cottage. No more. Uh, and um, the new stand is going to have a hotel, a pool, a gym, like all this thing. And it's going to be on the Thames. And it's going to be open 24-7 so people can just walk through the stadium when you're walking along the Thames. It's going to be very pretty. And when you sit wow. in the top row of this new stand – you're looking away from the Thames, looking to North London, and you're going to see the whole London skyline. You're going to see the eye. You're going to see the gherkin, which is that like silver right. sort of bullet. And you're going to see this while you're in a pool and working out? Yeah. I'm just like, yo, Fulham, you're a championship <laughs> club, but very creative, very good for it. So, well, the Portland. I think I'm officially a. Yeah. You're it's a like Fulham the Portland fan? Timbers. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm yeah, a the Portland Timbers. They have a they have a gym. There's a gym where you can watch the game from the. Do they have a hotel where you can stay, spend the night? No, I don't think so. I think if this is not in the case of the Timbers. This is just happenstance. No. I don't think it's no. designed that way. It's just the the yeah. Well, Fulham designed it that way. You know what? I might spend a couple nights at the Fulham Hotel, my friend. Maybe one of these days and swim around while the football. Mm. So that was it. Then Sunday, I went to a match. Our friend Jesse Marsh. Formerly of RB Leipzig, formerly of New York Rebels, I watched the Arsenal Leeds game, and oh. I sat, I sat up, up sort of in the nosebleeds, on a ticket that I haphazardly got my hands on at 3 a.m. refreshing the site, and to my left was an American dude from Nashville, Tennessee, mm. who's a season ticket holder of Nashville SC. He was on a big European vacation with his wife. I think he was doing London, Paris, Rome, like Barcelona and Berlin, or it's all on like one trip. Wow, okay. It like blew my mind. I'm like, dang, you're doing all of Europe in one trip. So more power to him. <laughs> and then to my right was a dude from Glasgow whose girlfriend bought him a ticket for his birthday. It was my birthday too. 
uh, for him to finally go down to London and see his favorite Arsenal team play. So for the three of us, all three of us, we were on vacation, and it was our first Arsenal game. We've never been to Arsenal before. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, the stadium is amazing. Uh, when you get off the tube or whatever, there's the Arsenal stop. It has its own stop off the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just I... follow everyone and, and past all the stands. Yeah, you go Arsenal through all gear. these stands. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a little suburban, like with a bunch it's of road a, houses. It's a gig- they yeah. also have a gigantic well, gift shop. Stadium. I remember huge gift shop. I remember there being an enormous gift shop, and they have they have right outside the stadium, right over the bridge, they have these giant letters that says Arsenal, built out like a modern art piece. So it's a very cool little area. It's just you know London's where football London's where football's from, and London's just a big old city full of a bunch of stadiums and teams. So it's just very cool for like a, a footy fan to go and, and do that sojourn. Uh, the game was lovely. Arsenal, I thought Arsenal would win six nothing. They were just crushing Leeds. And Leeds got this really stupid red card. So they were down to Yeah. Uh, what was but, it? Luke Ailing, like taking out the corner flag and everything around it? Literally, when I saw it, I was like, that's brutal. And VAR, I have a video of it, of the ref going, checking the VAR, getting the yellow card, and give it, upgrading it to a red and knocking the guy out. So it's two goals up. So two goals down and a man down. Then two goals up and a man down. No, excuse me. Two goals down and a man down. But... They came out in the second half. They came swinging. They pulled one back, and they were so, so close to getting an equalizer. They really had a great, strong second half. And it was a winnable game or a tieable game. I mean, it was a really stupid red card. The first goal was a total goalkeeper error from the Leeds goalkeeper. Um, It was a very avoidable result. Um, Thankfully, spoiler alert, Leeds – did not need points for that game <laughs> because they got a they got a great two one win against Brentford on their last round to just Ooh, put themselves. Jack in a Harrison, lane. oh Jack, yeah, Jack NYC Harrison got it. Yeah, Leeds was. I was texting my friend, M, my friend who's a Leeds fan. I was like, MLS saved your ass. <laughs> what did you say? He's he like, said, "Amazing." His response oh, was nice. amazing. He you Americans like, don't know anything about footy. What is he going to say? Um, He's going to, I mean, he can. What <laughs> were you talking? Well, you were in, You. it was a. It was an Arsenal home game. So you didn't get to yep. talk. To Jesse you Marsh? Didn't, you didn't, no. well, or to any Leeds fans I did. about how they no, feel about Jesse Marsh. Okay, tell us You know me, that. of course I did. A, there was a big fight afterwards between a Leeds fan and Arsenal fan. There was a beautiful hooliganism I was looking forward to. Like fisticuffs? Yeah, a little bit. A guy fell over, a little fighting, and then a bunch of cops on horses. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I've seen, I've seen bigger brawls at MLS games, but like horses <laughs> coming back, and it was just a drunk fan. But I followed a Leeds fan down the down the street off to the tube, and I was like, "How do you feel?" And pretty much, I'm just, "How do you feel about Marsh?" And the Leeds fan told me he's like, "Marsh was put in a really bad situation. They should have hired him earlier. They should have waited and hired him over the summertime." It was weird to hire him now, which is true, I believe. That's A. B, he's like, really, we need to keep an eye on Burnley, you know. Uh, and, 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 like, he thinks Marsh is doing a good job. However, like, his his sentiments were like, this was a really winnable game. This was a really winnable game. We should have tied this game. Like, we threw it away, and he was right. It was a silly red card. It was a terrible goalkeeper error. Like, they should, they could have gotten points from, from, from this game. I mean, Arsenal had a big game against Tottenham the following Thursday that they lost three nothing, right, or four nothing. Got the score right, right. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Arsenal are not 
as strong as much of a juggernaut as I think they are. Uh, but overall, missed the out sentiments on, were missed okay. out on Champions League. So Champions yeah. League, right? I think Tottenham grabbed that spot, right? That's right. Which is a, which is a huge, and those are huge rivals. Tottenham was the next stadium up. Yeah, that was so, a big that was a big deal for Tottenham to beat them like that, right. and yeah. Anyway, well, good for them, much deserved. So it seems that the 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 cut the small small sample size of Leeds fans I talked to seems still positive about it, and they must love it now because he did it. He he tied against Brighton, which was scary. He was supposed to win against Brighton. He didn't. He tied Brighton, but he beat um, Brentford in Brentford. Great result. They just avoided the drop. So mission accomplished, Jesse Marsh. Marsh oh, madness. Marsh madness. Marsh madness. Marshmallow man madness. Ted Lasso, uh, they call him. The great Ted Lasso, who hopefully will get rid of that moniker at some point. <laughs> uh, so that was my sort of England sojourn. And it was lovely. Then I took a little old Ryan airplane and flew to merry old Hamburg in Germany, our old mm. neck of the woods. Uh, and I took an intercity express train from Hamburg to Frankfurt. It was a three and a half hour train ride. Amazing. That amazing? Huh? That's it's amazing. A six, it's a six hour car ride, right? Six hour so car ride. Autobahn, no speed limit, doesn't ride. matter. Six hours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Five to six hours. Train was three and a half hours. It was so cool. Uh, and then I got a little, I took a local train. I went to German wine country. And on match day 34, I went to the Mainz Frankfurt game, the Rhein Derby. Mainz and Frankfurt are about an hour apart from each other, so they're neighbors. Um, and I was sitting in the section that had surprising amount of Frankfurt fans in it. And I was worried that this would be kind of a boring game, right? Ninth and tenth place. They're both they're literally the two clubs right in the middle. Uh, it's it's a total hose game. You can't really get anything out of it. Uh, they're just playing. But I had a blast. The summer, the sun was out. The weather was lovely. It was like an all day long fest. So from the Mainz main train station, there was just an army of fans, and they had trams and buses busing fans out to the stadium constantly for free. By the way. Uh, getting fans to the stadium. And it's like 20 minutes outside the city, and it's just this giant stadium in the middle of a giant cow field of just the Mainzer Stadium. Mm. Uh, and you go to the stadium, and there's a bunch of beer booths and pretzels and Wurst booths, and there's a live uh, stage where a band is playing. So it's like freaking, it's like a, a fe- it's like a summer fest. People are just there all so, day hanging yeah. out, drinking, having a good time. <clears throat> Then it's time for the game to start. I go inside the stadium, I sit in my seat or whatever, uh, and then they have the stadium announcer running around and, and and cheering up every every stand. He's like, "This stand, how are you doing?" Boo boo boo! And they're like, "Today is the last game of number ten, Daniel Boo Boo Boo." I forgot the name. I should have looked it up. And everyone gave him a loud applause because he was he must have been a player they liked, and, and it was his last. A game of the season so it had a real real family feel to it and it was just so lovely and the game was a lot of fun it was a crazy back and forth 2-2 game uh and the fl- the funkfoot fans were lighting off flares um and it was just a really they fun they were atmosphere. warming up they were warming up for their trip up. to spain yeah at the end of the game they were singing these songs at each other uh, once about relegating and yada yada but the Eintracht Frankfurt fans were very confidently singing 
Wir sind Europameister. Which means we are the European champions. Yeah. They were just singing that three days before the final. So very, 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 turned very confident. To, very turned confident. Turned out to be correct. Uh, spoiler alert. Turned out to be correct. But and then when the game was over, you could go outside where they had a concert playing. Or you could stay in the stadium. Who was playing? Anybody? Uh, what, were, was, you, uh, were you were you enjoying a, the music? It was lovely. It was a bunch of American covers of great songs. I have video footage of it. I can probably play it somewhere. I'll do this later. Hi, Daniel. Young, he, him, his. Daniel Young with your pronouns. Thank you. I'm also he, him. I'm Stefan, he, him. Uh, nice to meet you, Daniel. Hello. Just saying hi. He's in the chat. Uh, I'm just in the middle of my mind's funk foot story with those in Germany. So you go out to this concert, uh, and, and, or you could stay inside where all the fans were hanging out, and the players were sort of saluting them for the end of the year and having a great year, and all the fans were saying their goodbyes to the players who were at, who were running out their contracts, and they were playing highlight videos on the screen. Like mm-hmm. in, in no way were we encouraged to leave. It was all about right, right, right. hanging out. Well, it's the last was, day of the season. Yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. hanging out. It was a party, and it was so much fun. And and the only other thing I want to bring up, oh crap, v- vamp for me, vamp for me. I, I got, I brought a little something, but it's in the other room. Oh, vamp. okay. <laughs> okay, Stefan is getting his uh, surprise reveal from uh, from his German trip. What could it be? Mainz versus Frankfurt. He bought a. I'm gonna guess it's a Mainz branded stein a beer stein that's what it's going to be that is my guess let's hear it oh i guess exactly correctly my friend exactly correctly so for our viewers for daniel alfonso davies is amazing oh Oh, this is is the cup that you i must have remembered this subconsciously this was the, the stackable cup you were so impressed with so Germans are very efficient. And the way it works in Germany in general is there's something called Fund. Germans love their Fund. Uh-huh. Bjorn, would you like to explain to our English audience what Fund well, is? Well, it's a bottle deposit. We have it in, in the U.S. It's usually pretty... But the it's, behavior it's, uh, is not the same. It's not the same. No, it doesn't. Well, the, the amount is so much in smaller Germany. that it doesn't, it doesn't... The incentive is not the same. But yeah. in Germany, and, it's a bottle deposit. But like literally anywhere in the country, just leave bottles behind. Someone will snap it up. Or they're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to go return that. You can return right. it in a lot of different places. And you get like, and it's not like here in New York, a bottle deposit is five cents. Five in cents. Germany, it's like 50, 50 cents. Is that true? Yeah. I threw away a lot of bottles I should have returned then. Well, that's, that, why a lot of, that's why a lot of people go through the garbage around here and collect them. I'm, and I'm, I'm given... Them I'm giving, I'm, I was helping the German economy a little bit, but so this is a, <laughs> a, uh, Mainz plastic cup. This is a two euro font. It's five euro. So it works as you buy one of these and this is your cup. You can put whatever you want in it. Uh, this is a hollow sort of stem. So you can stack three or four or five on top of each other and carry them all in the same sort of, just carry them all in one hand. Very, very genius coming up to your seat. And then when you're yeah. done, when you're done, you go and you return it for your funds because, mm-hmm. and it leaves no trash left behind. Except you didn't. You kept it because you wanted, wanted to keep a, it. I wanted a souvenir. I wanted a souvenir. Um, I figure it's five euro. 
I can stuff my socks in it because I travel light. It was a good souvenir. When it comes to when it comes to beer drinking, German German ingenuity has no rival. That's right. That's right. Second to none. Uh, they built their cars based on the fact of how much they wanted to drink. Okay, we got Daniel Young. Daniel, yeah, Daniel wants to know if Bayern should buy Tati Cassianos. I mean, if Lewandowski leaves, they might as well, right? I not that they're not. Might as well. Is that a like for like? Is that a like for like? Come on, come on. <laughs> well, there's no like for like. There's no, there's no like for like for Lewandowski. Who can you get? You know, there's you know, a... you know who should um, buy Tati Castellanos? Augsburg. Augsburg. Well, because not they gonna... need they instead need a of Pepe up top. Yeah, they, they need a guy bring... who scores goal up top. They should I bring think... Pepe back. Tati Cassio is talented, but Bayern München or Dortmund is a little bit too much of a step up. Dortmund I heard, just put Pepe I don't think so. I heard line. West Ham. I heard West Ham is still looking at Tati Cassianos. That's West Ham I'm is, not against that. I'm not is against West that. Ham not better than Dortmund these days? I don't know. Maybe, perhaps. <sighs> no, I mean, say. who who eliminated West Ham from the Europa League? Remind me again. Oh, right. Eintracht Frankfurt. I was Eintracht Frankfurt. That's true. So if you're measuring that stick then no they're not well but um, obviously there were a lot of odd results in the europa you know like the, the rangers, rangers did knock out rangers dortmund. <laughs> do, knocked out dortmund do i think like rangers are better than uh, yeah i not really it's but uh, it's very you know these were that's what makes these these knockout rounds interesting because you really don't know but um, my thing is though a, a remarkable mls goal scorer it's just apples and oranges. That doesn't directly translate to Europe. And if you're going to go to Europe and be an effective goal scorer, like from MLS, I would say go to Cologne or something. Go to a mid-table club. Go to Mainz. Going straight to buy a mention from MLS is a tough for Well, MLS. but they are not – I don't think Mainz will pay a $50 million transfer fee no. or whatever they – whatever. No, you have to wait till he's a friend. Uh, uh, yeah. Whatever they – well, that's not happening. Tati's got a – He's not. He's not leaving on a free. That's not. That's not. That is not an option. He's going to somewhere for big money, and uh, yeah, I don't think Bayern. I you know, Bayern, Bayern. I mean, I love. I love Tati Cassianos uh. as much as a, a member of my family, but but I don't think he'll. <laughs> that's saying a lot, by the way. I don't way. think really he'll like go to. I don't think he'll go to Bayern, but. Um, uh, he seemed to want to go to Argentina because he had this idea that if he was playing in his home country, he could ha- he would have a better chance of making the World Cup squad. He had some kind of ideas of of that it's happening, which I think I mean that seems true. at this point for this this year that seems like a long shot for him to to make yeah, that team. Only, but um, anyway, you don't know, you know, you don't know what these what these players. I don't think. I mean, the Jimmy Sands to Rangers loan. Uh, you know, he seemed to want to do that. I don't right. think that was a great. That was a great move for him. I don't know. You know, these we don't need. We don't always. It's always not always easy to tell what these players want and how how they envision their careers to go. So we'll see. But it does seem like Tati is going to go someplace, and that's going to be. Well, we're not talking about NYCFC, but we're gonna. That's, well, just from he'll the be chat. Hard, oh, he'll be hard to replace. We're an interactive show from the chat. You right, know, right. I mean, James Sands got a few minutes in the Europa League final. Even if I know that was weird, right? Like all of a sudden, after he yeah, really hasn't played much, it's like, oh yeah, no, go go get him, kid. So so anyway, so Mainz Frankfurt was lovely. Great last right. day of the game. 
f- three days later, Eintracht Frankfurt and all the Frankfurt fans, the Mainz fans were having a pretty good time. They, they weren't fighting as hard as the Arsenal Leeds fans were. <clears throat> they, they were singing fun songs with each other, but at the end of the day, they're, they're neighbors and it was all fine. So Frankfurt went to Sevilla and they played the surprise of the season, Glasgow Rangers. Jers, Rangers. And uh, it was a pretty tough game. It was pretty tight. I think Eintracht Frankfurt yeah. maybe had the more dominant 90 minutes, had the better chances. Yeah, I definitely thought so, but they didn't, you know, did not convert. They held and tight. The, and and in the penalties. end, it could have, it could have gone, it could have really gone, gone, uh, gone either way. And and only one player missed a penalty. A lot of really great well-taken penalties, especially Kamada. His penalty was so good. Off the post. In and yeah, out. the p- penalties were generally very good, except the Aaron Aaron Ramsey one. Somebody was telling me there was a theory that Aaron Ramsey missed his penalty on purpose because he oh. was subbed in after after Jimmy Sands, and he was upset about that. <laughs> which I love that. I love that so much. Crazy I don't theory. think. I mean, that's got to be. That cannot possibly be true. But that uh, reminds uh, me. In- incredible. I have a small side quest as part of my European f- football journey. So I was in a small town somewhere along the line waiting for the train, and a dude with a Borussia Mönchengladbach jersey is just hanging out next to me, an older dude covered in paint. I think he was one of the painters, uh, painting a house nearby. And I talked to him about football. I'm like, oh, Gladbach, they're having a good season. He's like, well, you know, no, not really. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like kind of boring, but whatever. Uh, and then he, I forgot we were talking to God knows what, and he says, you know the curse of Mateos, right? I was like, no, tell me. And when Mateus, because Ma, Lothar Mateus, the German legend, is from yeah, Gladbach he originally. Gladbach. He was a Gladbach guy. His last game for for Borussia Mönchengladbach was against Bayern München. And he stepped up to take a penalty and he skyrocketed it. And the next game, the next season, he played for Bayern München. And, and sort of the rumor is, or the, the, the talk amongst the fan is he missed it on purpose not to piss off a club he wanted to sign for. Ooh. That was, and that's like a, that's an example of like a Gladbach lore, something those clubs have, you know. Like like New York Rebels, we have the curse of Caracola. Uh, Nikola Caracola scored no goal in I think the opening game of, or opening season, and we've just had bad luck ever since. <laughs> that's why we've never won an MLS Cup. Um, but anyway, so that was a little that was a little Deutsches Fußball lore. Yeah. NYC definitely are took care of business against teams that are they are supports to beat. That's seven uh, wins and two draws in all competitions. That's what I was uh, saying. The last uh, took took nineteen out of the last twenty one points. Beat the Chicago Fire. Yes. It was a little it was a little soft. This this most recent game, the we got a sort of a lucky penalty and but hit the crossbar a couple times against Chicago. Against the highest played player in the league. Did you know that? Yeah, he looks like he's using some of that money on some deep dish pizza in <laughs> Chicago. He looked... He's uh, chunky, yeah? I, I, we were joking. They had this... Uh, um, oh, I don't have his... Uh, I don't have his name. Refer- one of the MLS referees. I don't, can't remember his name. But he seems to... You know, like he's a little bit on the... On the hefty. On the hefty side. side and that has seems to have gotten worse during covid and i was i was joking how they put they put him <laughs> into this game so that shakiri looks a little <laughs> slimmer by comparison because he's that, that, those are those are our lures uh, mls is trying yeah, to we're just making up fires making, making up stuff slimmer. um yeah. i yeah shakiri 
uh, it was funny because there was a whole cheering section. There was a whole like they they had like they handed out Swiss flags and Swiss hats. And uh, yesterday at the at at City Field, there was a whole section of of Shakiri fans, and they did not have a lot to cheer about. He is like, I mean, he also, yeah. Anyway, he's playing the number ten. I don't think that's a good position for him. And uh, this Chicago team is a little bit of a is a little bit of a mess. And so. Yeah. Um, What's new in Chicago, right? Uh, yeah, I mean they spent some money, but yeah, you have to, you have to make eight point five million dollars a year to short to eat deep dish pizzas. Trust me, you you can make way less to eat deep dish pizzas. <laughs> well, I don't know. He he seems yeah. to maybe he's just getting used to the the yeah. I don't know. He's well uh, anyway. He's loving his not time. to you know not that we need to be not that I'm in a position to make fun of anybody's weight or anything right. like that's not that's no not of what course, I'm saying, of course but you know. I don't think, I, I mean, uh, just him being the highest played, paid player in MLS and, and, and taking up half of Chicago's payroll, it's just... And half yeah. of their buffet, half of their buffet. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Hey-o. exactly. He Hey-o. eats half Hey-o. of... Much. If I make half the money, I eat half the food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the full sausage. Uh, um, okay, so uh, the NYCFC is top of the East right now, right? Doing great. Uh, no, sh- However, uh, uh, no, Philadelphia passed us on Sunday night after winning. In oh, on Sunday. Second half of the season is the season. So if you can keep it up, keep it up. Good on you. As far as I'm aware, and correct me if I'm wrong, the points that you get early in the year count the same amount <laughs> You're than wrong. the ones that you get. What? You're no? wrong. Is that You're not wrong. true? They get canceled halfway before the, before, <laughs> before the big friendlies come along. Uh no, no, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, keep the heat up, my friends. I'm just saying, keep the heat up, keep the heat up. I uh, think we intend on. to. I think we intend to keep the heat up. And, and I mean, and it was know, definitely so- you could see how you could see yesterday how when Tati's not playing, Tati was out because of yellow card accumulation, and that definitely the the uh, the the offensive bite of this team really suffers without him. And uh, it was a pretty good, you know, there was also it was pretty hot yesterday and. The team had played on Wednesday, and so you know, like it was, there were other mitigating factors. But you can see, without Tati, it's not the same. Well, I think it's really important to win the supporter shield because you win the supporter shield, that means historically do really, really well in the playoffs. So well done, you guys. I really hope you win the supporter shield, and you know that'll guide you. Well, but the the other, you know, we we want the other. I'm being facetious. We already got the other trophy, so we can now we can now fill out the uh, the collection with other things (laughs) like the big the big the big trophy we already have. So, in fact, if you ever you know if you if you would like to come to a game, so you know before every game they have this on display. You can stand next to it. You can have pictures taken. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll come out. Pictures taken with with the MLS Cup. I mean, it would be a nice opportunity for you, right, to get a close get a close look of the. Uh, trust me, I've seen I've seen enough. I'll, I'll get I'll see it close enough. According to Daniel Young, Stefan is sounding like he has a plan for Red Bulls to sweep NYCFC this year again. Nice job, Stefan. I do have a plan. I do have a we'll plan. We'll see. We'll it. see. I do have a plan, and it's when we play, we win. Okay, baby. Uh, you, you know what? I have a photo of on my phone of a trophy case, an Intertoto Cup. Oh, I, I was like, hey, what's that? When you look at a club like Fulham. 
It's a trophy case full of a bunch of bonkers little titles and trophies. <laughs> the inter. Do you remember the inter? I do I remember. remember the inter total cup. It, 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 the modern day conference league essentially took over. Well, back, no, because it back was in the day the inter total cup. Well, you tell tell tell. The well, it was a pre. It was a preseason thing. It was Are a preseason. Sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because total throughout the year. No, it's a because total. Is the you know what Toto is? No. Toto is like it's it's lotto. You know what lotto lotto is? Oh, you, lottery. You pick, okay. you pick random numbers, yeah. and uh, but Toto is you pick win, lose, or draw on a slate of games, soccer games. Okay. That's what Toto is, and so you know, in order to have the game Toto available in the off season. They would have the Inter Toto Cup, the international. So it would be like a random preseason tournament with international teams. Of, it was just of, it was just built for it betting. Was, it was yeah. usually and it was yeah. These games were just there so that you could bet on them. And uh, and they had but there was a trophy, the Inter Toto Cup. That's right. And uh, and I guess it was Fulham mostly Football second. Club won it one of these it was years. Most, it was mostly like second rate. Like Bochum would be in the Inter Toto Cup. And, well, I remember I don't Schalke. Know, for, I think won it once. Right. I thought it was like the third tier European because it was, it was it was between European clubs. I am but, completely. Uh, uh, I told you all this from memory, and so I know, I, you're probably right. But I think this is what happened. Yeah. But I think it's considered like the third tier trophy, the Champions League elite. Oh, it was back, certainly back then it, it was, was the UEFA Cup. It was Europa certainly League. like yeah. very right. low rent because it's basically like uh, a glorified preseason friendlies, but <laughs> but uh, you know with some because so you could people could bet on them. Um, that's why they I mean, exist. I got it around here somewhere. I got it around here somewhere. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's just another Fulham side job. So anyway, back to Europe, right? Eintracht Frankfurt won UEFA the Europa League. So yeah. a title for another German club, which is good. Good for them. And then on the weekend, we had the only the losers, day. the only losers of that uh, of that whole event were the uh, I'm imagining were the, the citizens of Seville because that town must yeah. have, must they're have like, gotten they're like, who are absolutely all these annihilated are all these? in the process. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, uh, we had then we had the day of paper call between the People's Club, Freiburg. And yeah. the evil corporate club or Red Bull Leipzig. And, Leipzig. Uh, Freiburg had every chance and they just pissed it away. They had they were dominant. They were up a goal. Seventy five minutes in, you thought Freiburg were, were had it in the bag. Uh and then they were RB up Leipzig a man. Down, they got they were up a man yeah. and a goal. RB Leipzig got an equalizer, pushed him to penalties. Christopher and Kunku. And beat him at penalties. Young Tyler Adams coming off the bench, getting a few minutes, just like James Sands. You know, getting those last few minutes just to be on the field to win that cup, and RB Leipzig won their first ever trophy. Yeah, and they uh, were, and they certainly didn't care that nobody else was rooting for them. They seemed <laughs> extremely excited about it. They were and all good, about and it. Good for them. Yeah, and that's you know what that that's why I have respect for Leipzig fans because they're like we're rooting for this club. We don't care that you hate us. It's yeah, the only club we have. It's the only club we have. So we're gonna root for them. You know what I mean? Uh, what yeah, other options I mean, I do think, they have? I think it's, yeah. Anyway, I've, I've said this before. I am no fan of the whole Red Bull Empire person, but I think this is, I think they get a little more grief than they deserve. It's not right. like these other, these other clubs are all 
charity organizations. I yeah, mean, they're all professional. You know, it's not like it's not like they're funded by all that terrible Middle Eastern oil money and things like that. You know. Well, yeah, exactly. Like the current, uh, the current uh, English champion, also the current, uh, and also the current second place uh, MLS Eastern Conference team. team you know. Am I meant to get upset now? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's like people criticize like RB Leipzig, but that's only a thing in Germany. No, there's it's a like bunch the way, of the way right. they operate is just normally how clubs are operated anywhere else. So. Um, and like I said, for, if I'm in Leipzig and people are criticizing me, rooting for my club, it's like we don't have a choice. It's like yeah, it's and like, it's not like it's not club. like there's a lot of yeah. it's not like there's a lot of uh, um, high level soccer in the in former East, Germany. East yeah. Germany. So it's like yeah, I think yeah, good for them. Congratulations. And Freiburg, I mean, they had every chance, and they really yeah, they they couldn't it. couldn't do it. So they got their silver medal this year, but they still had a good season overall. Frankfurt, good oh, season. Sure. Freiburg, yeah. good season. RB Leipzig had a decent season. They salvaged themselves after the terrible start to the Jesse Marsh campaign. And uh, uh, and Dortmund had their third best season ever, but that was not enough for Marco Rosa to keep his job. He nope. got what do you what do you think about that? I think that just as a, a little as a little. Uh, as a little hey, throwaway. Oh, hey, Tom. Yes. Uh, Good to see you, too. Yeah, thanks the, for coming back. Stefan survived his European vacation, and I survived the right. COVID, and we're, <laughs> we're back. And we're back, and we're ready to keep talking soccer. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this whole episode will be put out on podcast form or on the YouTube. So if you want to, look, look, if you want to go back and check out my European stories, they're there. Uh, we're just finishing up with Europe right now. Uh, you know, Dortmund... I mean, I, I want to talk about, you know, they got rid of Marco Rosa. I think that's a mistake. Uh, you know who the coach of the year is, by the way, in my mind? is Pellegrino Materazzo. Who? Oliver Glasner. Oliver Glasner is the coach of the year. He is? The Frankfurt coach. Yeah. Uh, he mean, left Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburg had a dumpster fire of a season. And he went to Frankfurt, which people thought was stepped down, and then won the Europa League with Frankfurt. Yeah. All right. Fair. If I'm, if I'm Borussia Dortmund, I spare no expense. I'm hiring Oliver Glasner this summer. That's what I'm hiring. Oh, well, uh, they already got Eden, Eden Terzic. They are he's old. not They're... good. He's not a good okay. coach. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think, I, I think we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think it was a little harsh because obviously they had some problems. The right. defense was – but he, he had no uh, – he had no um, – Transfer windows. He did not have any really. These were not his players, Marco Rosa. He did not no. get. Uh, he was sort of stuck with a squad that was not his, and that was. Uh, uh, they had a lot of injuries. Blah blah blah. They got Holland, rid of their head physio distractions. For that yeah. The, yeah, they had a lot of problems, and so. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a little harsh. I thought he deserved maybe a little better. And uh, but I but agree. the Terzic, uh it's very compelling. He's a man of the city. He's a Dortmund right. uh, a club, original. Club and yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I mean, I guess they, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we've been sort of calling them out all year about like not being ambitious enough and not right. being competitive enough. And so I guess in that sense, we should applaud that they think it's not good enough, but they've also been a mess. You know, they've been like, they haven't had real yeah. direction in their, 
in the way the squad is put together. And so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Good luck. That that could, this could be a, a clue to a bigger issue, which we've heard before. I know Thomas Tuchel had problems with I think uh, uh, Vatske, the the sport director, or the or the chairman of the board. <clears throat> there, it, it could be that. that <coughs> Maybe they had problems with Marco Rosa because he didn't do enough of what they said, and they brought in a company dude to just be quiet and do what they tell. Well, it also right? sounded like Rosa felt like he didn't have their backing. It sounded right. the way I the I mean, you know, obviously I wasn't there, but the way that it was, it came across was like it didn't sound. It didn't seem like they went into this end of season meeting knowing right. they were going to let him go. It just seemed like everybody was sort of like, well. You know, uh, and the rest and then, of us are fine, so we'll keep our job. And then he and he but, also yeah. was like, "Oh, you guys are not really backing me, <laughs> so then you know what's the point?" And um, well, Tom is asking the same thing that happened to Marsh at Leipzig. I mean, Leipzig was really struggling. They were, I mean, Dortmund is second, right? Like they finished second, and uh, I think they had the best. There were some. I mean, offensively, it was one of their best seasons ever. Uh, uh, well, Mar- eighty-five Marsh goals pitched, and and Marsh apparently pitched himself to leave. Well, I don't know right, if Marsh Rosa also Marsh took himself out and said, exactly. "Oh, I'm not, the, I'm, I'm not the right guy." But they were also they were expecting to be in the Champions League, and uh, they were they you just, know sort they of just luckily pulled off. Right. right? They would, but but I'm, but I'm saying like they were there was more urgency to it. If you told Dortmund before the yeah. season. You're going to finish second. Right. They'll be like, "All right, yeah, that's yeah. probably what's going to happen." So, yeah, exactly. Um, it, is har- it is harsh, I think. And with all the with all the injuries, and yeah, I mean, they've already signed like two new center backs. I think there's. Uh, but the there's other gonna, thing, there's going to be some turnover. But the uh, the other thing is, there a way to lax days ago to Erling Holland? They're like, you need to go, you need to find a new club, and you got his big money move to Manchester City and Dortmund's like, good, we're we're a business, we're about to make money. And we signed some replacement player from from the Salzburg. They got this new guy coming in. And it's like, dude, Erling Holland is a one of a kind masterpiece player. You know what I mean? Uh, the Dortmund fans are too fine with the fact that they're just going to get some no- new number nine next year. It's like, no, you guys had Erling Holland. No, but he is the tool you can use to win. You should have signed defenders last year, and now that you sign defenders for next year to improve the defense. Uh, uh, keep Erling Holland for just one more year, like figure it out, and and to me that's just bad, sh- uh, sports management. It's just like, yeah. I, don't I know. mean, we've talked about that before. I don't think you know there was no way they were going to keep him any longer than, and but uh, it's fine. Better, you know what I mean? Like hire defenders with him. Well, he also they, missed I mean, a lot of he missed a lot of time. He was hurt. I don't know. This was he no. was not that. I'm I have questions about this Man City move. Is that a good fit? Like a lot of the. If you watch That's Man City, if you watch Man City, there are a lot of they spend a lot of time sort of lined up around the box. Right. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know they don't have a number a, nine. They don't have a number nine. Yeah, but is he the is he the guy? Like, is he the he? He's not. A, he's not particularly. Well, I mean, anyway, Erling, we'll Erling see. Holland is a world class goal scorer. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll make any club. He's he'll on be better. fine. He'll be fine yeah. wherever he goes. All right, we'll see. Except for Manchester United, I think he's going to Manchester. United. I'm gonna say on the bench. I'm going to say it's definitely next year, next season. I'm, my prediction is after the end of next season, people are going to be like, oh, he's been kind of a bust. It'll be, he'll, it'll be like, he'll be like Jack Grealish this year. Maybe they'll loan him back to Borussia Dortmund next season. Then. 
Maybe, because that's a thing. Maybe he doesn't play against the uh, Okay, we'll see. You know, if he's a bust, that means maybe he'll loan back to Dortmund. No, I mean, I think he'll have he'll have some... I think, you know, it's going to be a long-term thing, but I don't think he's going to, like, just drop into their starting lineup and, and light the Prem on fire. I don't think that's going to happen. But we'll see. Maybe. I mean, the dude is talented. I'll tell you. Uh, Daniel Young, amazing Tottenham are going to be in the same group as Frankfurt and Red Bulls Augsburg and Dortmund, I think. I'm curious. What oh, in the, champion, in the Champions League? Yeah, there were some... Um, is that true? Two German clubs can't be in the same. No, they can't. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be yeah. in the same. But what he's referring to is that that Dortmund is in a very tough. They're they're in a in a in a, in a low. They are very low seed in the Champions League, so they are potentially. Right. They could potentially end up in a pretty tough group, but uh, we'll with see. Frankfurt winning the Europa League, does this mean there'll be five German clubs? Yeah, that's what yeah, that right. means. Yeah, mm-hmm. sweet. Maybe we'll have a better season this year in the Champions League. A pretty underwhelming year in Champions League this year for the German clubs. We'll do yeah, we'll see. Uh, any last thoughts? I have two more German topics. We had a big game today, but maybe before we talk about that game, we should maybe go and talk about that great Pellegrino Materazzo, oh, the, the other second. American manager. I was. I would have felt responsible. The schnitzel. <laughs> the, the schnitzel. The schnitzel boys' curse was reversed curse. at the very last second. Whew. Thank God we broke that curse. Ooh. Thank God for the curse. And the last minute, Endo scored a great header, and they were celebrating. You just love to see that. That's, that's the, the top of the table, a little more boring, but the bottom of the table, very, very exciting. And yeah. while I was walking to the Mind Stadium, all the screens everywhere was Pellegrino Matarazzo being interviewed because the whole league was looking at Pellegrino Matarazzo and Stuttgart. And, and 2-1, it opened with them missing a penalty, and then right away, the Austrian striker scored off a header off the corner that was given right after the penalty. So he redeemed himself right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the very last minute, in stoppage time, Endo scored the header for a 2-1 win, giving them the points necessary to jump above Hertha Berlin and be in that safe zone of 15th place. I believe they ended in, right? Yeah. And, and then Hertha. Hertha Berlin got 16th place, which means they faced... Hamburger SV, a club that for whatever reason cannot get themselves back out of the second division. And in Berlin, Hamburg on Thursday won one to nothing. With so a pretty Hertha, with a pretty fluky goal, it has to be said. Pretty but Hamburg, wacky, fluky but Hamburg goal. playing very well and Hertha really not playing well. No. And this is the, you know, for those for those of us who don't know, Felix Magat. You know he's now he's now a, a 68 years old. He is an older man, but he was part of that big Hamburg team of the 80s, where Horst Rubesch, oh, yeah. Manikals, Felix Magath, they won the the European Cup in I think 1983, maybe. Uh, did they win uh, something in 87 too? I thought they. Won uh, anyway, so that was that was uh, that was Hamburg at highest foe at his very at its very best the 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 uh, golden the golden days and so for him to now come back as the coach of Hertha first of all if you had you know when when this hire was made Hertha was like we're going to get Felix Maga to save us from relegation <laughs> i was like what that That's seems a Hail like Mary. An odd, yeah. odd 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 choice he Felix he has, Magath once the former coach of Fulham Football Club Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's had a not, bit. He's had a, he has not had an, an uncheckered 
no. career as a coach. He's been sort of a it's been a, a mixed a mixed bag. He's kind of he the, by reputation last gig was in China, right? And yeah, like by 10, reputation, 10 years he's, sort of, he's sort of an old yeah. school, an old school authoritarian kind of. Uh, um, and uh, so I did not think that this was going to work. And then uh, the first game, you know, usually these relegation playoffs, the the, the first division team wins almost all of the time. Right. You know, they're just a Bundesliga team. They have bigger budget, better players. Yeah. Usually the second Bundesliga team, once they get promoted, they upgrade if right. possible. Unless right. they're unless they're Bochum, but most most teams upgrade their squad when they get so anyway, so right. this this relegation playoff is usually a foregone conclusion. And Hamburg really looked like they had a chance. They won that first game, but then today Came Felix Hamburg. Magat, Felix Magat came back to Hamburg and and haunted them. Haunted and haunted them. Two nil, two zero. Uh, and the other, the other interesting, interesting uh, character in this game was none other than Kevin Prince Boateng, who, uh, right. you know, the German Ghanaian, who now must right. be almost forty years old. I don't know. <laughs> I, know. I don't know He's how. Still, what does he play for? He's I don't know how old he is. No. He was he was a big Schalke guy for a long time, and right. then I think he was in Turkey for a while. He has he's had an illustrious career. He's, he, He's he played for Ghana for, for a few World Cups. He broke Michael Ballack's leg in the, in oh, the English yeah, yeah, Premier yeah. League right before the 2010 World Cup. So Michael Ballack, who was supposed to captain the national team, had to essentially <clears throat> effectively retire at that point. And Jérôme Boateng, his half-brother, the famous Jérôme Boateng, yeah. and him, I think, never spoke after that because it was like it was like it was a brutal Yeah, there was some tension. They were, yeah, they are the half-brothers. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Kevin Prince Boateng, he did not play at all in the game on Thursday, and Felix Magat said today that he didn't think he could play two games back to back like that. And so he saved him for this game, and he started and played, played like almost the entire game. Which Freddy Bobic, who was the who was the GM of Hertha, he was joking that that he had not played that much for ten years right, in, right. A, in a game, and uh, but he was very engaged, and Hertha just looked like completely different than in the first game and they already you know they're they're uh one goal advantage they already made up like two minutes in they got a a goal from a corner and uh and hamburg just looked shell-shocked and they never recovered right. and then the second yeah. in the second half it was a mark a marvin plattenhart free kick over the top of the goalie and yeah that was it and so Hertha stays season. up yeah. And uh, Felix Margat said he so he's leaving. He's out. This is this was his assignment. He came with his assistants to save them and now he's gone. They got to get a new coach and he said he wants to go yeah. home. He wants to go right. home he and enough. he wants to go home and chop some wood. That's what he's going to do. That's what <laughs> Felix Margat said he's going to do. Good for him. Uh you know who else is on that 1983 Hamburg team? A a very last-legged Franz Beckenbauer. Remember that? What? Franz Beckenbauer uh, played for the New York Cosmos in the 77, 78, 79 season. And then he went to play for Hamburg between 81 and 83. And then no. he came back. He did. You That's true. Why do I not know that? He was, he was probably a roster player. He'd never, I mean, he I only never... know it because I read 
I read an article about it on Bundesliga.com. It's essentially, it's like the forgotten years. He played for Haas Fau. It was the last Bundesliga club he ever played for. But he didn't play. He was just on the... Yeah, maybe. Let's what? see. But then, but then he then he went to the 1983 New York Cosmos, which was a very kind of sad experience, and that was his last professional year. But yeah, yeah, he was in the Hamburger wow, SV from 1980 no, to 1982. 28 I appearances. I had no idea. So, 28 appearances, zero goals. Wow, so I did not. The I did not know that he was years. not. He was huh. not. I certainly had no idea that that was happening. At the a little time. fun spec about trivia. A little fun spec about yeah. I'm sure it was. He was yesterday's news, so I don't know if maybe he got a lot of coverage at the time. It's funny how stuff like that happens when you like you look back on it, it's like, oh, that was a big deal. But at yeah, the time, that's crazy. it was like, no, it was not a big deal. Um, <laughs> we got we got some Union Berlin uh, uh, love in the chat, which is also one of my favorite clubs. Talking about former Eastern clubs that do well, it's really it's a list of one club, and that club is called Union Berlin. <laughs> there is no other club. Well, Dynamo Dynamo Dresden is fighting to stay in Bundesliga 2, I guess. Bundesliga 2? <laughs> that doesn't, well, okay. that's the... All right, all right. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Well, okay. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. I wish them the best. Uh uh, let's see. I want to see Union Berlin in the same group as Arsenal. So Kate Endo can ride the defense. Heck yeah. I love that. Wait, comment. Union Berlin? Oh, right. Arsenal is Europa. in Europa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Europa and mind. Union Berlin, despite me criticizing them over Christmas for selling Max Kruse, seemingly one of their key players, they still ended up pulling off a great year. And they finished in the Europa League. because They're getting Europe. Yeah, they did, they did um, good. Also, going back to Mainz Frankfurt. I talked to a Mainz fan. I asked him about the season. And he's like, 10th place. I couldn't be happier. I love it. He's like, you don't want Europe? He's like, I'm like, this, this oh, don't you, Europa, don't, you don't want no. Europe? And he's like, no, no, Europe is a curse. I wouldn't want Europe. We couldn't Who handle Who cares Europe. about these teams yeah. that you've never heard of? <laughs> <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't have been happier at his 10th place finish. And you just got to respect <laughs> that. You know what I mean? It's like. Good on you. He's like, we're not well, relegated. I mean, I, I, uh, we've talked about here. we've talked about that before, right? I think that that yeah. is sort of the curse of the American idea of parity. It's like every team thinks they're going to win it, and then there's a lot of disappointment. Yeah. In the European there's always, there's model, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of teams. Uh, there's a lot of teams that can't win it. That, that and can't win it, and then it's like it. tenth place, great year. <laughs> Heck yeah, Let's we'll do it take again. it. We'll take it. It was a grandfather with his grandson taking his son out to the game, you know, and he. I was just like, how was the year? He's like, can't complain. We had a great year and we having a good time. <laughs> it's just like, good on you guys. Uh, so yeah. so I just thought it was lovely. I would like to buy Union Berlin jersey. Where can I buy one? Good question. I go on the Bundesliga.com I mean, these website. Days, these days, everybody ships to America. I think well, this is a big. But not, not all true? clubs have. No, you're probably right. But not all clubs have like online shops. So what? Union Berlin probably does have an online shop. Go to unionberlin.de or whatever. Go to Bundesliga, click on their logo, and click on their online shop. In fact, you can probably click on the website in English. And then eBay. They're on, the on online eBay. Online they're on eBay for. They're on eBay for twenty five bucks. <laughs> so you could try that. So. Modern. Modern. Looks like it. Hey, I mean, do that. listen. I just. Um, I just. Uh, I just spent ten seconds looking at it. I think they can be so found. I think these days. Yeah, Union Berlin, I don't know about them specifically. They're a pretty small operation. But even Bochum jerseys you can now get sent to the U.S. So it's, 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 uh, this has, imp they, they have improved. 
these kinds of this is it's probably it's probably possible also there's all these uh you know there's soccer.com and there's right. uh, but they, they don't have like soccer.com is really just where you buy a barcelona jersey or a man city jersey like smaller more obscure clubs are harder to come like like they have random stuff like like here if i go on soccer.com right now there might be like a Bochum jersey from three years ago, and that's the only like scare jersey. Everything else is just Bayern München or Borussia Dortmund, and that's all. That's all you're gonna get. Yeah, no, you're so probably right. Soccer.com right now. Let me, let me look up Union Berlin. Uh, Union Berlin. Um, it's a lot of Philadelphia Union stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just Philly Union stuff. They do all not right. have any Union Berlin. Oh, here. when you look for Union. Yep, Union Berlin, and it's just Philadelphia <clears throat> Union Berlin. I wonder when NYCFC will have a friendly versus a German club. Well, we have Red Bulls have a friendly. No, they don't. They have against Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the 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 uh, we haven't we haven't uh, done a lot of that. I always, you know, I think these, I think they are always a little bit of a mixed bag. These games, you know, where these right. like these, you know, because the, the MLS team is in the the MLS team is in the middle of the season, and then the. The uh, uh, European teams, the European team is in preseason, and there's it's just very, they're yeah. just very it's obvious weird. cash grabs, you know. These, these, yeah. uh, there's no real sporting value. And uh, what I, what I will so say, I'm, is... I'm actually happy that that NYCFC has not, has not done that, um, so far in their history. When was the last time NYCFC played Man City? Never, to my knowledge. I don't think they've ever really? played them. I'm surprised Man City doesn't come to New York for a preseason tour and gets a friendly with their sister club. You know what I mean? Well, they do this like international, whatever that's called, the International Champions Cup or whatever. Right. They have these NCC. other preseason friendlies, so they just play each other and they don't. No, they don't. They have never. For a while, in the early days, they would send players. They would send like a contingent of players to 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 train with city or the city academy but that also didn't take like that was just like a couple of times that happened i don't know they're just separate they are just separate teams there's no real i don't yeah. know they don't need to there have been so here's a little mls history for you bjorn and we're going to go back into the the reaches of my mind there have been many attempts over the years to do club partnerships and yeah club partnerships always end in nothing like the clubs have nothing to do with each other and you know because to be a club you really just got to do you like what are you supposed to do with another club however uh, uh uh there have been a couple mls bundesliga club partnerships uh i can't list them all but a couple notable ones is the colorado rapids once upon a time this would have been the early aughts early to mid aughts had a partnership with borussia mönchengladbach did you know that? No. And Borussia Mönchengladbach would come to Colorado and train over the summer. And then Colorado would go to Gladbach and train over the winter. And that happened, I think, two or three years in a row or something. At least that was the idea. And I don't think they shared any players. It was just this training partnership that they had between the Colorado Rapids and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, Rail Salt Lake had a partnership with Hannover 96, once upon a time. All right, no idea. Rail Salt Lake sold, or no, no. Hanova sold Clint Mathis to Rail Salt Lake. Because oh, and he then ended up with the Red Bulls eventually. 
great American, Clint Mathis. Well, Clint Mathis started at the Red Bulls. I, I think that was his first club. I don't know if he Oh, and then he went – okay. Right. He, he was he was a Metro Stars player. He scored five goals in one game. Clint Mathis was an American super legend for like his first two years. He was like – he had a big thing. And Bayern München wanted to sign him. They, they, they put pen to paper on a contract. What? But Emma, yes. But MLS said no and through Pepsi – they paid Clint Mathis a million dollars a year, which was illegal in MLA. You're not allowed to pay a player a million dollars a year. But Clint Mathis got <laughs> you don't, I think this was This was a while ago. I don't uh, think you need to you don't anyway, need to whisper. I'm just saying that the MLS rules can be a very much like, you know, if it works for the legal office, it works. So he did not sign with Bayern München. And then his career kind of stalled after that. And on a free, he went to Hanover. And destroyed at Hanover. He was a big breath of fresh air. He was doing great for about six months. And then the new coach, Iva Lienen, benched him. And then when Clint Mathis came off the bench and scored a winner, he went right up to Iva Lienen and did this. Which means about time. He put me on the field. <laughs> and you're not allowed to do that in Germany. And he never played in Germany ever again after that. Eva Lienen? Never played Eva, in Germany ever Yeah, Yeah. Eva Lienen Who has a podcast, by it? the way, which I highly recommend. No, Eva Lienen was not into it. Uh, and he was. Who has a podcast? Eva Lienen or. Eva Lienen. Eva oh. Lienen uh, uh, and I think another coach have this cool podcast. I recommend. Oh, I anyway, gotta look into that. It's very cool. Uh, it's called Lean In and Something or something like that. Uh, it's these two old coaches, two old Bundesliga coaches talking about football. But anyway, so and then he went back to Rail Salt Lake. And I think part of the agreement between that sale was some sort of partnership between both clubs. Like their youth players were supposed to come train and blah, 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 blah. But I think that also oh. fizzled out. But it's just funny, all these weird partnerships. Like what do any club really get out of it? You know? So. Well, right now, I mean, I think Dallas and FC Bayern have a, have a thing going and they are sending youth players there i think that seems to be that that is probably the best partnership i think i've seen that's a good point now granted i think Bayern München is 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 when i think Bayern München is getting more of the benefits out of it because they're getting the best of the best they can right 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 yeah they're getting there they got their they got their um what's his face the center back Oh, what's his name? Chris Richards. Chris Richards. Justin Shea is going to make his way to Bayern München unless he already did. I don't remember. Uh, you know, they're, they're essentially Bayern München get first dibs on their best players. And FC Dallas, like, what did FC Dallas ever get from Chris Richards? You know, he was just one of the youth players. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's some effects I'm not seeing. Maybe the excellent training is affecting the, the Dallas players better. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. They're doing pretty well. But a little see. short history in the relationship between Bundesliga clubs and MLS clubs, which is a perfect topic for this German-American soccer podcast. Perfect. A perfect topic. Perfect topic. Speaking of topics, do we have any other topics? I think we have I think we may have done it. Leeds is saved. Stuttgart saved. Both American coaches just yeah. missing the drop. Yep. Eintracht Frankfurt with MLS, RB Leipzig. MLS – MLS saved Leeds. That's the headline, really. MLS saved Leeds. <laughs> well, the reason we're doing Europe is because that's really all she wrote, other than the Champions League final. There's not much to talk about next week. And we'll talk about the we'll roster. Catch we'll up. talk about MLS. Catch up be on, all... on. I'm going I'm going to Belson Stadium tomorrow night, top of a St. John's artificial turf stadium on top of a parking garage <laughs> for to see Bruce Arena. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait a minute, Bruce Arena's see, gonna be there? If you want to see Bruce Arena coach on top of a parking garage, tomorrow night is the no, actually Wednesday night. Wednesday night's the I night. I do. I do want to see that. That's like, what's happening. Why is he going to be there? Is he because it's a we're playing the Revs in an Open Cup game? Oh, it's an Open Cup game. So it's not NYCFC two. No, okay. it's uh, it's NYCFC one, which probably is going to look a lot like NYCFC two. I'm imagining. I don't know how. I don't know how many. No Open Cup. Who is he? Who is gonna? Who is gonna run out? But uh, but yeah, no. It's it's Bruce Arena is going to be there unless he you know calls it sick or something. But <laughs> he called. I think he's done that before. He's Did he do that in a game? Scheduled, ske- scheduled to appear. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we'll Richie, see. Richie, you got this game. You got this you got game, this. Richie. Don't worry. His assistant, I'm not Richie going Williams, to Queens. Former head coach of the New York Red Bulls. Yeah. Um. You're not going to Queens on Wednesday to see Bruce. Serena no, I'm going. I'm going. Garage? But is Bruce? Is yeah, yeah. Bruce really going to go? We'll see. He's from New York. He loves New York. He loves coaching at Yankee Stadium. Uh, have you read Bruce's book? I have. It's a great book. I have not. It talks about his upbringing in Long Island and and coming in the city and and loving lacrosse and, and his Italian un- great uncle who had a who had like a deli and in that deli was a picture of the old 1934 I think Italian team or something. You know, it's uh it's it's a cool. I love the obscure American soccer world of the 70s and the 80s. And the Bruce's book is and, a great, and little, nobody nobody represents that world like Bruce. Better, it's true. He was literally <laughs> a coach when when he graduated college at twenty two. His first job was to be a college coach in Portland, and he was a coach. He's been a coach his whole life. Uh, he was a great um, professional lacrosse player. He played the nineteen seventy six lacrosse World Cup or whatever. Uh, he did play a little minor league soccer. He played, and he was supposed to play for the Hawaiian Surf. But he's like, screw it, and he got—he just became a college coach and just did that for the rest. He's of his the life. German. He's the German Felix Magath. No, that's unfair. Actually, he's much more. He's successful. the American Felix Magath. The, yeah, uh, Felix right, right, right. Much more. Well, Felix Magath was probably the best coach in Germany for a while. I think he would have been the German national team coach in in the early mid aughts. Don't you think? Uh, when he when he was coaching for Bayern, he Michigan. was he was not super popular amongst the players, really, ever anywhere he went. I mean, he so, won. He won with Bayern. He won with Wolfsburg. He won with Stuttgart. I mean, yeah, the Wolfsburg, the Wolfsburg thing was crazy. There was a rumor. This yeah. is the last thing I'm going to say. There was a rumor that Wolfsburg was trying to poach Bochum's not only coach but also GM. That Sebastian Schinzelotz <laughs> and Thomas Reis were going. We're going to go together, leave Bochum and go to Wolfsburg. And people were upset on Twitter for a couple of days. I don't think this did not seem. Uh, I actually Sebastian Schinzelorts. He has Wolfsburg connections, and I think this was all. This was just drummed up to help there because they're both due for a contract extension. So I think this may have been just drummed <laughs> up to help there to help their uh, smart to help their negotiations. But people were pretty pissed. They were like, "This we're used to. We're used to losing players, but." You're going to just take everyone? <laughs> our entire, office, our entire executive staff. People were upset. Uh, but I, it, on, doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's happening. One last thing, too. I believe it's also rumored that Max Abel maybe will resurface in Bayern München as sport director. Because I think Bayern oh. München lost their – was it Salah Hamidzic? Bayern what, München, he's gone? Also had some turnaround. He, he left? Bayern München had some turnaround. Did I miss, I don't did know. I miss that? Oh yeah, I, I should. We'll talk about it next week. 
Uh, they had. I think there's a little. There's a bunch of rumors that there might be a shuffle in their executive office, and and I've heard Max Abel's name thrown around. So that's there's definitely rumor. there's definitely a whole. Yeah, we haven't gotten into that yet, but there's a lot of coaching. The coaching carousel is only yeah. beginning to spin in the Bundesliga. There's going to be a bunch of stuff to talk about there, but we'll leave that what, for next time. What should known? One last question from Daniel Young here. What should known MLS DP players know or prepare themselves for if they want a move for a top five European league? The reality is there's not much to do to prepare yourself. It's going to be a culture shock. It's going to be a quality of play shock. It's just, it's just how good are you at adapting? How serious are you at plugging into your new club? It's such a, it's such a, it's such not, it's such an imperfect science. You know what I mean? Some players can thrive. Some players sink. And it's just hard to know. And it's, it's, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, the whole moving to, it's, it's very, I don't think there's any general, I don't think it, it pays to, to talk in generalities about that. It's always very, very depends. It all, it all very much depends on the person and the situation. And I mean, let's look uh, at a few examples. Miguel Almiron, right? Is he lighting it up at Newcastle? Not he's done really. all right. He's, he's done all right. Good. But Joseph Martinez was an obscure Serie A player, came here, ripped up the league. And if he, you know, well, and Martinez and he and he was he was uh, he he knew what he had, you know, like I think that's a I think that's so that's always my thing. If you are in a if you are in a good because a lot of, you know, there's like a handful of there's a there's some players who are where it's just about sheer talent, you know, Lionel Messi, Mbappe, wherever you put them, they're going to be great. But that is. But for most, for the vast majority of of professional players, fit and how you how you fit into a system and how you're uh, 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 you know working with the coach and all of those things are so important. And you can go from and so if you if you're somewhere where things are working, like Joseph Martinez, or you know you should you should think about it. You should think about whether you just kind of let yourself be plopped into a completely unknown and certainly the people like bill hamid when he went to denmark or whatever right. it's like oh europe europe at any europe or bust i'll right. go and, anywhere and it's like i don't and think the, and, and the I don't danish think league is you know pretty works. comparable to mls and you i think the, the danish the danish time. league is significantly worse than mls at this point i think that I is mean, a, we've had this discussion many times i don't know if it's significantly worse I don't, I don't I don't rate obscure European leagues so low. I think they're not terrible. All right. Um, but I, I don't think it's better. That's true. And I wouldn't say Danish league's better than MLS. Uh, yeah, it's not necess- it's not always a, it's not always a step up. I mean, of yeah. course, you know, Daniel's talking about top five leagues, so that is right. that is a step up. Germany, France, um, England, Spain. But I think you know, I think yeah. you sh- I think if 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 so if a team really wants you, if they're willing to pay a lot of money, you know, then then that's good. It's an opportunity. Of course, it's a, it's a dream. It's it's what people want. But but don't just go just to go. That's my that's my if idea. Joseph Martinez say let's say he went to Augsburg, I don't know if he would have had a much better time than Pepe. You know, I don't know. Well, he seem now he he seems really ravaged by injuries. He doesn't seem right. like he's the same guy. But uh, that just mean in general. But you know yeah, I mean? like, right. 
There was when Bradley Wright Phillips was scoring up a storm and, and scoring thirty-seven goals in a season. There were rumors that he was going to go to Brentford, one of his old clubs, and Brentford was either a Championship club or low-level Prem club at the time, just like they are now. It didn't happen, but it, it's like I think on ESPN they asked Steve Nichol, like, "Does MLS prepare you for England?" He's just like, "No, MLS doesn't prepare you for anything. It's just a total. It's apples and oranges." He's like, "Brentford." Yeah, it's Wright a different. I mean, it's Brentford just a, the, and, the the yeah. It's just a different level of competitiveness yeah. and yeah. And there's a good chance a 31-year-old Bradley Wright Phillips would not have affected Brentford in any positive way, you know. Uh, uh, you know, but maybe he would have. Who knows? Uh, Clint Dempsey went to Fulham before the 2014 World Cup, and it was a pretty forgettable stint. It was not the same Clint Dempsey we remember, you know. So, right. Like for it's all, it all it all depends. It all depends. Fifty-fifty. There's a good chance he'll sit on the bench. I don't know. Well, Tati has Tati has the has the. Uh, he has the bite and the work rate that will serve him well anyway. Has he been like, as clinical this year as he was last he's year? He's not clinical. I mean, clinical no. was never – that was never his his attribute. It's, you never thought, like, oh, he's a clinical finisher. He's just a – he's just a – he's a hard worker. His work rate is incredible. He's a pain for anyone to defend against. He's just, he's just a, a, a pest in terms of his right. – um and you know his finishing is it comes comes from that like he is uh, so but i think that i think that attitude and that that work rate will serve him no matter where he goes yeah. but uh, um here's you know, I've got I two think... questions for you i know we have to end it's a mega episode if, <laughs> mega mega if, if you here we go if christian pulisic was offered to trade for Tati Castellanos and Castellanos goes to Chelsea and Christian Pulisic comes to NYCFC. Would you rather keep Tati Castellanos or would you welcome that trade? So no, no financial. It's just, it's just a straight up trade. It's really just about the quality of player. No, I take Pulisic. Sure. All right. I, th- I think I think it's a good answer because the dude is a little bit of a beast. I think. Um, yeah, I think in, in MLS. I think he'd crush up. I think Pulisic would be pretty think good. About. I think Pulisic would be good in MLS for sure. Oh yeah. Now, now the biggest question of the whole podcast, the biggest question of my trip <laughs> to Germany, the question, Bjorn. Yeah. Did Stefan eat? a currywurst when he was in Germany or did he commit to his vegetarian uh, uh, convictions and, and was he vegetarian? That's the big question. In the chat, did Stefan eat a worst in Germany or did he stick to his vegetarian guns? I know Bjorn, the answer. What do you think? I do think I know, know the answer? answer. Did you tell me? Oh, did I? I hope I didn't. Oh, maybe I did. What, I don't what? think... Uh, I. Th- I don't you think tell you me have the answer. You tell I me think, the answer. I think I think I don't think I think you stuck by your vegetarianism. So the answer is I did not have a currywurst. Okay? And the chat uh no response. I wait for it. I did not tell you my friend. I didn't? Okay, I knew it then. Because I did have a currywurst. Oh. I had two currywursts. Oh, tr- so I'm I'm wrong. Okay. I, you are wrong. I cheated unfortunately 
and a thumbs up from Tom. <laughs> Thank just a thumbs up. I mean, I cheated. A, firstly, out of entire necessity, because in Germany, unlike what I'm used to in L.A. or New York, towns are closed. Like I, I went to a nice town and it was Wurtach that day. Oh, and which then is a German. Just, and there's and only one no, place to, to get food. Yeah, right. Currywurst Buddha down. I mean, I will also, I will yeah. also say, you know, depending on where you had it, there may not have been that much meat in it. <laughs> well, what well, then? I said, screw it. I had a great currywurst at the Currywurst Buddha for the translation. So the next day, I went to a nice restaurant. I wanted to get a Riesen currywurst because you can get a Kleines oh, currywurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a Riesen currywurst means big currywurst, and I had the most disgusting currywurst I think I've ever had from this restaurant. They oh. put a bunch of peppers on it. And I'm just like, what is this? Like this is, and they said it's a meatzer. It's a, it's from Mainz. No, it was in Koblenz. At the oh, time. Koblenz. so it was not. It's it a Koblenz a currywurst, and it's just a type I'd never recognize. Outside, you should not. If, if you eat a, a currywurst outside of the Ruhrgebiet, where I'm from, you're taking your, you're right. taking your life into your hands. I think all but bets are off. But the currywurst I had the the day prior, which was nearby, was I mean, yeah, you could, you got you got lucky. It's delicious, yeah. Daniel wants to know yeah. what is it made out of. Uh, I you know it's I think pork. Po- sausage, I think pork right? by maybe is, maybe a little as, veal. It's advertised yeah. as pork. There's a. They used but to they, have these. The joke was, you know, they used to have these. You know, because it's like a fast food kind of a thing. Right. So you don't know. And they have these meatballs frikadellen at this at the same place. And and the joke right. used to be that. Can I have a can I have a roll? Can I have a roll with my frigadella? And and the person would be like, Oh no, no, it's already in, it's already in there. And then <laughs> it's all because all and bread then comes would, pretty much. Because yeah. it's, it's mostly bread. And then yeah. the person would say, Well, okay, can I get another roll? And the person would be like, Oh no, that's also already in there. So uh <laughs> German so. fast food humor. Uh <laughs> but what I will say is I don't regret it because it was delicious. The one that was delicious and you really can't get a good currywurst outside of germany it's very hard to they grill it in a way where the outside of the wurst this almost is was uh, like breading d- was this like, is yeah. in bochum the, bochum is the is the the world capital of currywurst Derek ray yeah. will anytime Derek ray does a does a uh, does a bochum game on espn he will tell you about it he will show really? off his his currywurst knowledge yeah i thought it was berlin Cause like there's a museum. Yeah, there. they 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 say that they they yeah, yeah. but you know they're wrong. But I also the currywurst <laughs> up in Ostsee and North Germany where I'm I'm a, are pretty dang good. I am too. a homer when it comes to currywurst. Yeah. I am a homer. I love. All right, well, so the answer is I cheated. Sorry, everybody. Congratulations. When in Rome. When in Rome. I'm, I'm sorry you had a bad one. That's un- that's upsetting. I know, and I it's chose. Like this is a big like, deal. It was like it's like peaches. Right. It's like peaches. When you have a bad peach, it can really. <laughs> can really put you off peaches for a while. Really? I, that, that's, that sounds like a very specific story. I don't think that's a general <laughs> saying people say. Sounds like you had a bad peach, my friend. Uh, okay. All everyone. right. Well, Tris, this is our epi- epic. Was, we have three episodes great. to make up. and It was great to be back. It was a pleasure to be back. Yeah, and Europe is lovely. And next week, it's USA. We got the roster. We got USA Morocco. We got friendlies coming up. We so got much. goalkeeper. All we American. Got Sonina is American. We got NYCFC soaring high like an eagle. We got New York Rebels. Let's see if we can doing beat okay. Bruce. Can we beat we Bruce and Queens? Can we beat Bruce and Queens? We'll see. Can you beat Mr. Brooklyn and Queens? Only one way to find out. All right. Thank you very much. This has been the Schitzel Boys. Like and subscribe and tell your friends. Leave us a review. Rate us. 
Tell your friends. Enjoy it. Join the party like Daniel and Tom here. Be a schnitzel cuff. Be part of the gang. Uh, we're hanging out in this party every week. Right. Unless we have Yeah, which hopefully we will not. Knock on wood.